Hello, hello, you are listening to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour. This is where we explore books, poetry, and quotes that please every taste. So, come on, let's go. Literary treats await. Good morning, everyone. It is 8.57. It's Monday, October 23rd. It's been maybe a little bit since I've been here, but I have some great news. We did our first craft sale. (laughs) It was way more work than I ever anticipated, and I'm so glad we did it. I can actually officially say that we did a craft sale. (laughs) Wow. So this episode is going to be just a little discussion on my journey, my sister's journey of doing our first craft sale and what we had to do and things that we did behind the scenes to get prepared. And then just some things that we learned while we were interacting with our clientele. Um, It was an event that was at the Moundsview Community Center. It was the first event of this particular outfit. I guess they've done shows in Egan. They do shows all over, like St. Cloud, Egan. But this was the first one that they did at this actual community center. The turnout, according to everybody else, was very, very low. It seemed low because... uh, For example, on Sunday, probably the first two hours, we did all of our business. (laughs) The rest of the day was basically us um, hashing out new ideas about what we're going to do for the future, what we've learned. I'm keeping a notebook. Uh, We had like maybe three or four customers that kind of milled by. And then the guys next to us who were selling um, windows you know, the person would start to look at our stuff and then they would shout out, hey, want to scratch off? <laughs> I mean, they were super nice guys, but um, kind of pulled our clientele away, you know? Oh, scratch off, what? So anyway, um, <laughs> I don't think they realized what they were doing. I think they were just really gung-ho on getting a sale. But anyway, um, <laughs> bless their hearts, right? Not that I ever say bless your hearts, but that just came out. I have no idea why. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this episode is uh, all about our experience. So hang tight. So when you've never done a craft sale before, you have no idea how much to bring. So you have to do a lot of research on the type of dollar amount that they suggest. So we did a little Google searching. So the cost of your entry times eight is what you should bring dollar-wise. So if your entry fee, which it does now, mind you, go support your local crafters because they pay. Like, for example, this event was $186 to get a table. Not all craft sales are like that, but this one was. It cost us 186 to be there. So when you see these local crafters, they want to make their table money back plus 
additional money, obviously. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I think our first day we made $50. So it was not beyond our family sales. Like they really, they made our money back for our table. But beyond them, we only made $50. And that it's hard to um, choke that down. <laughs> and you don't want to get discouraged because, you know, you're there to learn and you're there to expose your company to everybody else. Um, my thoughts on that are just whatever. You have to move on because this can happen. I've, I've heard of people going to events and they don't even make their table money back. So yeah, go support your local crafter. Like after doing this whole thing, it really makes me want to go to craft sales and see what people are doing. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh my God. So we knew how much we should bring, but did we actually sit down and calculate, oh, well, this costs this and we should bring this and, and da, da, da. we brought everything. <laughs> we brought everything plus the kitchen sink. And uh, that was a mistake because it took us a long time to cart everything from the house into the cars, from the cars into the gym. And then when it was all done, we had to pack everything up from the gym to the car from the car to the house, we worked hours and hours and hours carting things. It was a two-day sale, thank God, because by the time we set everything up and everything, it was able to sit there. The gym was locked up, and and yeah. So the very next day, within about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, we made $200, which is pretty decent. I mean, it, it felt like an actual boutique it felt, I was actually overwhelmed at how busy it was. We got questions. We got interactions. I had so much fun trying to pick out scents for people. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never done this before. I've never had to find a smell for somebody. And I know my products back backwards and forwards. Um, I'm, you know, the mixologist of the team. And so I know exactly... Like, if you're looking for this smell, I have this. And if you're looking for this smell, I have this. I found holes, interestingly, in the collection of scents that we had. A lot of people were looking for vanillas, which I have a frosted cookie, uh, vanilla kind of candle called Christmas Movie Marathon, but I don't have the wax melts. And interestingly, we found a lot of people that could not do candles they could do sprays, they could do wax melts, but because they had pets or whatever and they didn't want to deal with the whole flame thing, um, that's where the alternatives came in. Um, but I was so happy that I started uh, doing body sprays because the body sprays, which our body spray is actually a room spray, linen spray, it's a very, very low percentage load. It's only a 1% load. So it's safe for your body, but also safe for like if you're in the bathroom and you're spraying it on things and spray it in the room, keep it in your linen closet, keep it in your laundry room, you know, whatever it is, um, I make it a very, very safe percentage. 
And that's where the pharmacist comes out because I get to use this very precise scale. You know, it's like I'm using pipettes. I feel like I'm in chemistry school, <laughs> chemistry lab again. Um, very meticulous measuring. Um, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm used to that. I compound in my real life, in my real job, my real job. That's so sad. <laughs> my regular job, I should say. My uh, can't even say nine to five job because it's really not nine to five. Anyway, as all of you know, who know me. All right. So what is my hope? I'm just going off on tangents here. Uh, lost my train of thought. So basically we made. So if you're going to do your first show, don't bring everything. Bring a variety. Bring a variety of price points. Because not everybody has 20 bucks in their pocket. Although we had a credit card reader so they could spend more. But not everybody has that. Um, so make sure that you bring stuff that's like three bucks, six bucks, um, but all the way up to say, you know, 20 something. And make bundles. That's a huge, like, I have joined all these groups where... You know, you hate to sell your stuff for so much lower, but you have to. Otherwise, you're never going to sell your stuff. So you bundle it. So what we did was candles 22 each, two for 40. So that's $20 each. And then three for 50, which would be $16.66 each. Um yeah, those are high-priced candles. They are, but they are artisan. You have never seen my candles up close up close and personally. Um, you will notice that each one has a hand-dyed ink flower on the bottom, unless I didn't do it that way, but most of them do. Our candles shimmer because most of them have mica. And um, what else? My wax melts are different because they have that shimmering mica effect. I told people, my wax melts sparkle. They they have a shimmering effect. And they were like blown away. I'm like, isn't this normal? <laughs> I know it isn't. If you go to um, Target and you buy Threshold or you buy whatever brand, they're just, you know, they're probably $2, $2.50 each for just a little clamshell, right? You throw them in your melter. There's no fireworks going off. They're basic. They smell good, but they're just so basic. They're paraffin, whatever. Mine are soy. They have the mica added. They're beautifully hand-dyed. And we ended up doing a bundle, five for, sorry, three for 15, so $5 a piece. Um, that's the lowest price we ever sold our melts at. And I sold a lot of goddamn melts. I really did. So here I was thinking, oh. Nobody loves the melts. I love making melts, by the way. Nobody loves the melts, but they do. And this craft sale prove that. So our melts are special. I'm telling you. Anyway, I want to change the subject to a couple other tips in case you're thinking of joining a craft sale. A um, couple quotes that I have on my actual calendar that inspired me. A few weeks before, actually, I think we had about a month once we made the decision. 
And this is what we said to ourselves. If we're nervous to do it, we should do it. That's what my sister's husband said. If we're nervous to do it, then we need to do it. And he was right. Um, We signed up. We started getting in gear. We started doing our preparations. And, uh, but all the way, I had to talk to myself and say, you can do this. I know you're scared. You can do this. The day we (laughs) went there to do our first sale, the, the first hour, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, how do I sell my product? How do I interact with people? I have no idea what the frick I'm doing. I've never been a salesperson. So you have to learn on the fly. And uh, I'll kind of go through that in the next segment. I know this was really lengthy, but hopefully you're learning some tips or you're just being moderately entertained. (laughs) Okay, so um, I knew I needed to really, really focus. I needed to do my best. So I went no alcohol for two weeks prior to the sale. I had it written on my calendar. You know, I went to an apple orchard on, let's see, October 8th, came home, I had some wine just to kind of relax. I was doing some wax melts and stuff. And, and I told myself, I said, this will be the last day that you have any wine or anything to drink. Because for the next two weeks, it's go time. And so I had on my calendar, my little stickers that say alcohol free, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I legit, no matter how stressed out I was, no matter Whatever was happening at work, whatever was happening in my mind, my emotions, I held myself accountable and I would check mark every day uh, that I was alcohol free and that was rewarding. Just in and of itself, waking up fresh, having, um, just feeling really fresh. That's what it was. And I had on my calendar quotes. I have this little sticker pack that I bought from Amazon. And uh, one was, great things never came from comfort zone. And this is very true. This was a hard decision for us. And we had no idea what we were made of. And we found out. You always find out what you're made of. All right. Um, Honestly, In this two-week little journey, let's see, what day did I almost break down and I rationalized myself? It was October 15th when I was done with my shift at work. I almost broke down and I said, oh, it's been a long weekend. Uh, You know, tomorrow I'm off. I almost broke down. But I said, you know what? After this two-week stint, you're going to feel so good when you have that beer after that sale is done. (laughs) So I held on tight. Okay. (laughs) So the quote that got me through, be stronger than excuses. Mm -hmm. Another one, I choose to grow. I choose to grow. That's right. And another one that kept me going was beautiful minds inspire others. I also had some stickers that said stay hydrated because that's really important for fresh skin. Yes. And then I can do this. I can do this. So all of these little daily affirmations 
really, really helped me. I will give you some other tips on abstaining. So I'm a huge uh, whey protein, protein person. I don't, I like meat, but I don't enjoy meat to the point where it gives me enough um, protein per day. I love milk and I love cheese and I love all those dairy products and everything. But to get enough protein per day, I have to uh, supplement. But there's also a special protein called BCAA. I think it's branched amino acids. I don't really know the exact. Um, I think it's branch chain amino acids. I don't know. Don't quote me. But anyway, this helped me. And it's not necessarily the actual like BCAAs. It was more of the flavor. So uh, I purchased, let's see, it's from Jim Stepani. I purchased, um, let's see, I think it was the lemon or lemon lime. And then you have your fast acting carbs, which is just like um, after you work out, your body is very, very receptive to very quick sugars. And it's the ultimate time to um, have some of that. So what I did was when I got home from work, I immediately want that sort of oral fixation. And something about that flavor, the lemon, lemon lime with some ice cubes, it's nice and cool. I mixed a three-fourths scoop of the BCAAs, and then I mixed a fourth of a scoop of the fast-acting carb. Had that little concoction, and then I would make dinner. And honestly, it really, really got me through. It almost felt like I was having not a margarita, but just kind of like a fun drink. And that, I have to say, that really, really got me through. Yeah, it's true. Because I love beer, you know? Everybody knows this. <laughs> I'm like, I love IPAs. So, yeah, I mean, this was a nice switch. So, that's a little tip. Also, um, making dinner early. If you're a person that loves to have any kind of beverage, like when you get home from work or or whatever, have that sort of fast-acting carb, get your, you know, blood sugars all kind of up there, regulated or whatever, and immediately make dinner. And once you eat dinner, you most likely can make it the rest of the night. So um, this may sound freaktastic to other people, but when people, people like me who uh, not, not necessarily totally struggle with alcohol, but have a tendency to maybe overdo it. These little tips really help. And you know what? Uh, I'm all about transparency. So, um, you have to just be honest with yourself and honest with really the world. And that's when connections happen. So I'm trying to connect with you and maybe you're connecting with me in a way even though we're not speaking face to face, <laughs> you know. Um, so I hope that helps somebody, honestly. Okay, moving along to the next subject that I don't know what it is, but I will figure it out. Okay, I think my next tip is merchandising and watching people's behavior. Because if you notice that your clientele is not 
looking at a particular item for whatever reason it is, you need to change where you're placing it. So for example, this is how it went. We were so excited about this trick-or-treat bag, like you get six sample melts for $10 in this cute little trick-or-treat bag. We put it front and center. We thought, oh, this will be huge because it's coming up Halloween and people are going to be so excited about a trick-or-treat bag and extent exploration, etc. And we sold one, just one. And you know why we sold one? Because we started to realize that we need to give away free samples. The guys next to us were giving free scratch-offs. And it wasn't like gambling scratch-offs. It was uh, a scratch-off to see how much money you could get off a window. Which I looked at them and I thought, that's brilliant. I should offer free smells, free melts. These cute little melts um, really can show people and showcase what we do and get into a conversation with people and maybe draw them in. So that started some conversation. It got me beyond the counter from the back to the front, more interactions, more discussions. And I had to learn that on the fly. I didn't go there with that intention. I did it because I had to pivot. I had to observe people's behavior and learn from the people around me. So that's important. You have to keep your eyes open. And the other thing we noticed was, so we thought we had set this table of all beautiful body butter, sprays, testers, uh, keychains with the sprays and everything like that. It was in our uh, thing. So, so picture an L, okay? People could flow in and shop from the inside and then look at that little table in the middle. Did they come into our section? No, they did not. So that was something that was shocking to us. We even, after a while, we're like, let's put a sign up and say, come on in. Did they come in? No, they didn't. <laughs> so that table that had all the body butters and sprays on, that became our checkout counter. And we ended up having to re-merchandise everything, moving all of the body sprays and everything up front. And guess what? Within about a half hour of re-merchandising, we made $25 on this this, uh, really nice mom with her two kids, um, and they bought three sprayers and three keychains for the gym bags, you know, for the gym bags, the school bags, whatever. Um, So that was a win. Uh, That, again, be observant. Pay attention to what is happening because you don't know what will happen no matter how much you work it out in your mind. You have to pivot. Okay, that was a huge tip. Um, Another game changer. We realized that people are nervous to open up your candles to smell them. So guess what we did? We took the caps off, put the caps aside. People would lift the candle and sniff it. Okay, that's a huge tip. Uh, We also learned that the very next day we ended up putting samples next to each soap, a little soap sample, so that they could raise that to their nose 
And if they like the soap, they would buy the soap. Same thing with my huge wax melt tower that was amazing, by the way. It was a six-level tower. Um, everything was grouped according to category, which I stayed up till midnight figuring out how I was going to display that, by the way. But it was worth it. So when I went there, I was able to put everything on there according to category. Um, we had all of those little wax melt samples that we were giving away to people. We had a smell station. So I bought these cute um, kitchen, super skinny kitchen organizers, like things you probably could put utensils in and stuff. We had three of those set up with all of our melt samples. And so people could smell it and find it on the tower. So that was brilliant. Um, I thought about the idea, but I didn't get to execute it because of time management problems on the first sale day. But the second sale day, I knew I had to do it. And that, so I believe, sold the melts. It was incredible. So um, we re-merchandise uh, about four or five times <laughs> until we felt like we really got it right. Um and that's because we were trying to be observant of our clientele. Anyway, moving along, there's something else I wanted to talk about. It's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on. I'll talk about one interaction. So it's interesting, the vendors, all of us, we all actually started interacting with each other because we didn't have very many customers. <laughs> Um, there was one guy who sold whoopie pies, really nice guy. Um, they're great whoopie pies, by the way. I'll put a plug in for him. Um, it's don't you know about whoopie pies? I think it is. Um, they're really good. <laughs> we treated ourselves to uh, a candy cane one. At the very end, we split it. We got to her house. We poured some milk, split it, and I enjoyed that whoopie pie. I've never had a whoopie pie in my life, but it was really delicious. Um, I can't wait to try more. So the next sale I go to, I'll come and buy another one <laughs> from him. But he came to our station and he said, okay, I have my stepdaughter with us, with me. I want you to pick something out. I want to, I want you to find out what she likes and then I'll come over and buy it for her, like a surprise for her birthday or whatever. So she came over and she's kind of looking around. And I said, so, so what scents do you like? And she told me lavender and vanilla. And so we showed her everything we had in lavender. I didn't have lavender candles. She was looking at all the candles. I, I said, I, I don't have any lavender candles. Um, but we do have lavender spray. We do have lavender roller balls. We have lavender calming balm, um, which she liked the smells of those. And then uh, her dad came over and he said, well, um, we need to stay away from the candles, but these products would be okay. And I said, oh, uh, she talked about wax melts. She was like interested in the wax melts. And uh, it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a second. I have zented out. I have lavender snap bars, which are a little bit smaller than clams. And so I run over there and I go, I have this scented out uh, lavender 
snap bar. This is a wax melt too. And um, so they ended up getting that and a couple of the regular melts. So, um, you know, and it's funny, he used me as an example of a good salesperson <laughs> to these guys. He's like, you know, she was able to to cater, you know, like to actually find something that would work for us, even though this didn't work, this would work. And I didn't think that that was, I didn't even realize I was being a salesperson. I was just trying to help pick something out for them. So I guess that's what sales is. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was just trying to make it work. So yeah, I guess you can be a salesperson without really realizing that you're being a salesperson. So that was kind of a cool discovery. Anyway, um, that was one of the nice things about the sale is meeting all of the people around you. Um, I bought some cards from a lady, talked to her about obsessions with paper and ideas. And I looked at her, I said, I bet you, you have a notebook. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I've got a notebook for every category. And I'm thinking, this is my, this is my kind of woman. <laughs> like, this is my kind of girl. Like all of these creatives, I'm going to call them creatives. All of these creatives, they're like us. We are the same. We are passionate and obsessed and feverish about what we do. These people are different and they're like-minded. And I, I really enjoyed that. I talked to another candle maker, talked about ideas and, and different things. And it was just really nice to talk to somebody who did what I did. And um, it made you feel like you're not so much like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> because you do become very, very obsessed when you're very passionate about things. But anyway, I think that might be... No, I, I do have one more couple tips. Maybe I'll put it in the outro um, as far as like streamlining things. I think the biggest thing is before you go to a sale, you need to um, condense. So... We brought way too many containers. We just brought them. They were as they were stored in the uh, in her space that she stores them. We just brought the containers. When if you look at the container, there was like tons of space. We could have condensed. So that's my biggest tip: condense. Buy IKEA carrying bags. There was a sensi lady there, real nice lady. I watched her pack her stuff up. She had these huge Ikea bags. Um, the bags were, you know, like how they stand up and you could fit a lot of stuff in there and you can carry them. Um, we are buying Ikea bags because these would have worked out perfect for us. Instead of having all these loose items, you buy these Ikea bags and you can carry a big load um, and you don't have to make a million trips. So, yeah, it... Guys, it was so much work. I was thinking, what's harder, being a pharmacist or this? And I'm almost thinking, this is harder. Physically harder, not mentally harder. Physically harder. Uh, socially, maybe harder. Because, um, you know, my job, I know my job. But both jobs, interestingly... Um, I'm helping people in different ways, which I really enjoy. I like helping people. So anyway, 
uh, I can move on to my outro now. Okay, this is my outro. The one story I forgot to tell you guys was, so I created a, um, a candle. Really, it was a concoction, a mixture of uh, an improved Big Girl Panties laundry day scent. And uh, it's got lemon and lavender, cotton, like linen, you know? And uh, one secret ingredient I won't tell you. <laughs> because <laughs> it's my trade secret anyway declutter queen it was a candle inspired by my middle sister who legit is a declutter queen and i came up with a story it said like dust your crown off it's time to put your magic to all of those overflowing cabinets and drawers or something to that effect on the candle i made it real um girly girl you know glitter gold um, the icon on the candles, like a, a glowing crown and, uh, they smelled it and they loved the smell, but they couldn't do candles. And so I'd made a body spray, but it was really intended for a room spray, but somebody could use it on their body because of the percentage load. And, uh, I wasn't going to bring it cause I wasn't sure if anyone would like it. And my sister's like, just bring it. And sure enough, those folks, they got the, they got the spray six dollars so um i guess the point is that we're all very very different in what kind of smells we all like what i like may not be what you like and that's common sense but as as you decide what to bring sometimes bringing those outliers or things that you just don't think people would get you should bring it because you never know what somebody else is going to like. Another scent that I didn't think was going to be popular was uh, Midnight Mojito, which is Mint Mojito. I thought, who's going to buy this one? Um, you know, I like it, but it's not my favorite. I don't gravitate toward it. And sure enough, I had two people really love that smell. One lady bought a wax melt of it. And the cute little story I said, you know, when I was telling her about it, I said, um, you know, have you ever um, seen the movie Practical Magic? Well, there's a great thing I was able to talk about movies. That there's a great scene in there where they have midnight margaritas. And I was like, well, why not Mid midnight mojitos? <laughs> she really got a kick out of that. And she liked the smell and she got it. So it's just... Like the things that I guess your brain produces and then somebody else enjoys them. That just warms my heart. That just, it just thrills me, you know? And to know that that, backing up to the declutter queen, knowing that's not straight out of the bottle. That is a mix of four things that I mix, that I personally hand mix and decided, is this good? Is this good? It is good. And it is good. I've had feedback. So... It, it's it's rewarding on a level that tickles something in me that I just can't get enough of. <laughs> so anyway, uh, good luck to all of you who do craft sales and or maybe are deciding to start a company. Um, it's a lot of work. It's passionate work, but you can do it.
So anyway, happy Monday and I hope you have a great week. Oh, before I go, I just want to shout out to my family. A massively huge, huge thank you for coming out and supporting us. They didn't have to buy some products, but they did. Um, Of course, we gave them free stuff. (laughs) And uh, they are our biggest supporters, our biggest promoters. And without them, we would really lose our fire. But don't lose your fire because um, just just don't lose your inspiration and your fever because you need to stay strong and you need to share your talents with the world and you need to believe in yourself before anyone else does. So yeah, thank you very much everyone for coming out.